0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. I yelled into the mic there, scared Marcus a little bit. But, you know, we're here with another episode. Joe, this is the first time we've had guests since you've joined the crew. We've got Steve and Forney and Marcus from Go Talk with Marcus. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Thanks for coming on.
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, I just... (laughs) Before we start, I just have a question specifically for Blaine. I can't I didn't even help. get the—I
0: didn't even get the chance to introduce Joe, and you're already just going to take well, over the show. I'm not <laughs>
1: taking over. Look, we love Joe. Joe's great. I just have a question. Um, I just can't help but notice the layout of the show. I just—I just know what month we're in. I'm just wondering if this invite is Black History Month related at all. Because there's three white dudes and a black guy. I'm just curious. Nothing wrong either way. I'm just wondering if this is like my Rooney Rule invite or what's happening. I just wanted <laughs> to get some clarification on that. Happy that to be Always <laughs> happy great. to be here. I just <laughs> well, wanted to hear is...
2: Joe Ciclody's take on that.
1: Just, is this my Rooney said, Rule invite? This is or, not your Rooney happening?
0: Rule invite. This is no, authentic. This is
2: an authentic sure? invite because
0: I invited you last week when it was still in January and you we couldn't get it all figured
3: out. Bro, so.
1: bro, bro. Last is, week when you invited me on the show, it was February.
3: It was January oh, thirty. He's wrong. It should have been Tuesday, the thirty-first. Should have been.
0: So <laughs> not that. a box. I'm not
2: box. So it. I want to. Th- they wanted to avoid it by getting you. Yeah, in that's, that's what it sounds like. Sounds like on the way to the
1: eleventh hour. Yeah, this is definitely a Rooney Rule invite. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I know. I know when I'm not wanted for real. I'm just here to check off a box.
0: That's fine. Yeah, I invited you for the Super Bowl episode. Yeah, real, real box checker.
1: It is. You can't. You can't not have a black guy on the show to talk about a game where, for the first time ever, there's two guys playing. You just can't. It's a box check. Well, to be it,
0: fair, I did also invite Justin and JT and the Don. So I don't believe it. Wasn't you. Just, it wasn't I don't believe just an you.
1: invite. I don't believe you. Blaine, you have no credibility at all. I don't believe That's, you. Now, you never gave me credibility you. from the start. So You got
3: to fix that hat, dude. That hat looks <laughs> You got to earn it.
1: <laughs> you got to earn it. I don't believe you. It's fine, though. It, it's, it's great to be here. I just had to ask. I just
3: now,
1: had to.
0: Just because... That I am only allowed on your show like once every like three months because you can't handle me just doesn't mean you have to call me out like that. okay?
1: it's it's an honest question. Think about the times we're living in Blaine. These are hard times for my people. I just just want to make sure I'm not being used as a political blue chip. That's all. Joe, just start start. Start. the show. Well, you know,
3: I'm, doing, I'm doing great. After that, I don't know. I'll say I'm doing well. Um, yeah, you know, we're here. Another episode. Um, I haven't cut my hair since I uh, joined the pod. It was the other thing I was going to say tonight, but I mean, Marcus let us off great. So here we are. We got the Super Bowl coming up, folks. Um, we got the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, God, Blaine, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm not, not going to talk for the next hour. So,
3: <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we got them taking on um, the Kansas City Chiefs in Arizona on Sunday at 620. It's going to be a very, very good game. Um, yeah, East Coast versus the Midwest, essentially, um, 42. What's the uh, rumors, reports that we're hearing on the East Coast over here in the Philadelphia area? What do you think?
2: You know what the vibe I'm getting is? Is we're not used to being confident because the reality is everybody knows that this is the better team. Um, not to say that it's a guaranteed victory or anything, but most of the time when you're talking about Philadelphia sports, you're talking about hesitation. You, you don't, we don't get too confident. We're used to the letdown. So everybody's kind of guarding themselves, but I think, if you ask everybody in the city, I'd say it's 80% confidence that we are going to win this game.
3: That's fair. No, that's fair. I was out in the public yesterday um, shooting the shit with a couple different people. And they were like, this is the first time Like, we're coming into the game feeling confident we should win this game. And it's not like what it was in 2017 where it was like, well, we're the underdogs. We're feeling like ah, we're just going in there just to kind of be happy. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. This year, I feel like the Eagles are there to make a statement and they're there to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and they feel that, especially here in the Philadelphia area. Now, Blaine and Marcus, I know you guys are a little outside of the Philadelphia market, you know, closer to Kansas City um, or even getting the West Coast kind of feel.
1: Marcus
0: we- is a Marcus is a DC guy. Come on, Joe, you know. Oh that. Jesus, I'm sorry.
1: I apologize for that, Marcus. Oh, this is, this is, this is Midwest, definitely is a, a box check invite.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm- it's not my box check, it's box Joe's check box interview. check. That is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Marcus, what's the vibe again uh, like national media side of things Then I guess um for both aspects?
1: Joe, I thought you were better than that.
3: I thought you were I'll be honest with you. my issue was is I never knew where he lived, and I thought it was Green Bay. So I'm like, all right, he's gotta be in the kind of the Midwest area. I mean, that's fair enough. This nope. is I'm,
1: insinuated I'm the Packers, Packers fan. I'll give you that. I am a Packers <laughs> fan, I will give you that. I just this is just more and more starting to feel like a box check. It's okay. No, I listen, I'm sick of Eagles fans actually. I've been sick of Eagles fans for the last couple of weeks now um because they keep trying to adopt this underdog mentality and, and the eagles aren't underdogs like they're one of the best teams in football they, they have they, they might be the best team in football And like all you see is eagles fans tom some. oh well no one had the eagles winning this amount of games that's not true like a majority of the world had the eagles winning the division winning at least 12 games being a, a lock in, in to, for a deep playoff run did we think they make it to the Super Bowl? no because they have a young quarterback but um, the Eagles are a good football team, and I think that Eagles fans just like to um, like to hold on to this underdog mentality that the city of Philadelphia is just a bunch of underdogs. Um, and the Eagles aren't underdogs. The Eagles are the healthier team. The Eagles have the better defense. They have the better O-line. They have the better defense. They have the better wide receivers. Um, the only thing they don't have better is tight end and quarterback and, and coach. But, like, the Eagles are the better football team, and Eagles fans need to start acting like it. Um, so that when they lose, I can enjoy it more. I won't enjoy it if Eagles thinks they're underdogs, because then they'll flip the narrative and say, well, we weren't supposed to win this game. Anymore. No, I need Eagles fans to, f- we're four days out. I need Eagles fans to fully embrace the fact that they're the favorites to win this game because they're the better team. So when Patrick Mahomes goes out there and kills them on a leg and a half, I can enjoy the Eagles' loss more. It's just- Hey, I, Marcus, I
2: need- have, you, have you heard of a couple of things? Obviously, the, the 2017 Super Bowl we've already hit on. Uh, a little a little movie series called Rocky. And more importantly, um, this this one country I heard of called America that started here. A couple of underdog stories that we're used to, all starting in Philadelphia. So it's something that we're the used
1: Eagles, to. they talk the about Eagles it being the Philly thing. Now.
2: That's the Philly thing.
1: But they're not underdogs now. Like, let's 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 be honest here. They're, they're not like they, like they're not. You, you can't be an underdog. When you have when you had one of the best records in the league, when you were the number one seed in the conference, when you have an, an MVP finalist, when you have one of the best offenses, one of the best defenses. The Eagles are the first team in history to have three players record 10 sacks. That's never happened before. This is not an underdog football team. Stop it. Like you want to call yourself the the family of Batmans? Do that. Like you can call yourself anything, but they're not underdogs. And I get it. The the city of Philadelphia is, is very much like that's the personality and that is the essence of Philadelphia is the city of of the underdog like i get it but like that's also gone because we've seen three major sports teams and now from philadelphia all make it to the championship something of their sport the phillies have done it the union have done it and now the eagles like the philadelphia the city of philadelphia is no longer this respectfully with a 25 year soccer career the union major team don't know about that yet well, they're not. But, like, soccer is a major sport is is really what I mean. But, like, the Eagles this season are not underdogs. The 2017 Eagles, absolutely underdogs. This team is not. They're favorites win the game. And I need all of you to embrace that so that when Patrick Mahomes wins this game, I can enjoy the loss more. I'm not going to enjoy it if every time I get on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, Eagles fans are saying, oh, we weren't supposed to be here anyway. No, you were It's okay. Embrace it so that when you lose, I as a hater of Eagles fans can enjoy y'all's suffering more. That's all.
3: <laughs> I love it. That was fantastic. Now, see, Mark. No, we don't even know.
0: need to talk, man. We no, don't no, even no, need no, to no.
3: Talk. <laughs> Flip this slightly. I believe also it is a slight media bug to put that underdog mentality label still in the Philadelphia um, area as well. Because I'll listen to sports talk radio here in the Philadelphia and they're like, Well, yeah, like this underdog, that underdog. But like when you talk to normal fans out there in the Philadelphia area, they're like, no, this isn't an underdog story. We're going in there confident. We should be beating the Kansas City Chiefs. We are the number one seed. We do have an MVP caliber player. We have the better defense. We have the better offense. I think that's just what it comes down to be. And I think that's where the narrative has switched now from the 2017. I think it's the media still putting this on the Philadelphia area. That's what I think.
2: I also think it's a little bit of the Philadelphia area liking that, that aspect of it a bit too. There's something about punching up and and fighting above our weight class that we like doing, you know, Uh, look at the Phillies world series run. Nobody saw that coming. That was a team that had to play into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Their playoffs had to start three weeks before it actually did. So they even had a shot. The 2017 team, that was a team that absolutely nobody expected when we lost our quarterback three quarters of the way through the season. So you know, it's a mentality we've adapted not only to protect ourselves and our own emotions, but something that really gives you that roller coaster feeling. But to, to both your points, I don't think anybody in this area disagrees. I just think the anti-Philly bias in sports media is unbelievable. The, I mean, the anti-Joel, the anti-Bryce Harper, the, the anti-Eagles fans, like everything. It's it, it's honestly mind blowing. But we we love it because we have a saying. Is that nobody likes
3: us and we don't care? That is fair. That is fair. I mean, they still hold on to us about throwing the snowballs in uh, at Santa, and that was from what the seventies. <laughs> <70s laughs> or <80s> or <laughs> that was unbelievable. So we got we got
2: good arms. What do you want me to tell you?
3: Yeah, yeah. Blaine, what are you uh what are you hearing out there? Out the, a little more on the West Coast side of things. A little time change, so yeah, that's all that- me, Marcus. I apologize
0: again, you know. Marcus is just gonna randomly I gotta be honest, when
1: Blaine sent me the topics, I I thought I was like, why are we why are we getting East Coast, West Coast? And I'm it's just interesting, but no, it's okay. Because I'm the I'm the West Coast representative. That's why. If if you're (laughs) the representative of the West Coast, the West Coast needs a a better representative. That's
0: I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. That's that's a that's a valid assessment. I think out here it's um very similar with how Market, how you guys have all articulated that the Eagles are the favorites, but Kansas City is loving that they're finally not really the true favorite. They had that feeling with how Cincinnati was trash talking a couple weeks ago, relished in that moment, and now you have the Eagles almost as the primary favorite. And it feels like because the Eagles have the advantage in probably 85% of the position groups, right? That, oh, The Kansas City is like, this is going to be, this is a cakewalk. They're doubting us. We're going to show up, show out. Plus, they also have a chip on their shoulder. The last time they were in the Super Bowl, they got absolutely boat raced by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, they're not going to want that type of showing either. Um, And then it all comes down to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. It's pretty self-explanatory there. If you can can control one and a half legs, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to probably win the game. Like it's that it's pretty simplistic for the Philadelphia Eagles with that pass rush against him. So, but biggest thing is that over here, Eagles are the favorites. The chiefs are relishing finally being a true underdog. They've kind of been the favorites each time they've been in this position uh, these last couple of years. So taking full advantage of finally being here in an underdog story type deal. Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. Got to throw out there. Kansas City, known for the barbecue. Philadelphia, known for the cheesesteaks. Which one do you rather want?
2: Barbecue. Barbecue.
3: Hmm.
2: Can we have roast pork? That's obviously the better of these options. Come on. Okay.
3: Blaine. <laughs> uh,
2: barbecue.
3: Yeah, I'm also gonna have to go barbecue. So
0: that's a three to one right there. Big Philly
3: guy. Marcus and Blaine, do you
2: guys even know about the roast pork sandwich? I do.
0: I'm. I lived in Jersey for a while, so
2: I See. understand it. That's the beauty of Philadelphia is what you think about us. It's always wrong.
0: Oh,
2: it's
0: hey, dumb. hey, Joe can validate my gra- my mom's side's from the Philly area. And <laughs> Only reason that Joe actually would hang out with me is because we thing. were
1: family friends. Huh? <laughs> And somehow you're a Commanders fan, a Seven Eagles fan. Yeah, right?
0: and you live in DC, and you're a Packers fan. So you know the whole world. Well, is I don't.
1: I, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to wear my division rivals jerseys on other people's shows. Oh, you know, here we go. I mean, you're gonna go right back to this now. I knew this was still, coming up I'm at actually, some point. I'm actually working on. I'm actually working on the intro for next season after. Oh,
0: and and show. do, do that, I make the that, intro?
1: That clip of you is gonna. Well, yeah, because oh. you're the show. So like, it's more so like by default. But, yeah, that picture of you in a Dak jersey is going to be on the intro. For Honestly, I'm still
0: upset that Joe betrayed me and decided to watch me get humiliated and not take the blame for the Final Whistle Sports podcast with me. Again, well, I get mean, made, I made, I've made the bet. It was bet, your, I made it was the your be- pick, not my pick. I made the bet before Joe had joined on the show, so I was yeah. humbly accept So,
1: so that's him. actually the reason why he didn't go on there with you. And also, it's so much easier to laugh at your friends from afar than to laugh at your friends up close.
0: You didn't. You didn't have a problem at all. <laughs> yeah. I like both. That's be because
1: honest. I'm the reason you were there in that position. Appreciate
0: Appreciate All right. Well, oh. let's stop
3: oh. talking about the commanders here. Let's talk about the Super Bowl we got here because the commanders have no shot to make it yet. So, and they probably don't have a shot next year to make it either. So mm-hmm. let's move on. Um, Let's get to some player props here. Um, Boys, we got, I mean, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. What's maybe two or three of your favorite picks? Um, Player prop wise, blame. We'll let you go first.
0: Oh, I mean, I wouldn't even probably say it's a player prop, but you know, I'm a big. I always bet the coin toss. I am a big coin oh, that's toss the guy. Fun stuff. That's my next thing. Jesus, ah, no, I'm, I'm changing. I'm changing the whole
1: articulation of this. What show, a right? human being this guy is. <laughs> oh. Mark is um, really this um, bad. <laughs> he doesn't.
2: Yeah. He's got him completely off base now. Yeah,
0: completely off base. Um all right, no, I'll actually do a legit prop. Um, player prop um that I kind of liked is the uh the what was it? I think it's Pacheco with his rushing yards. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but is that
3: you with no research, Jesus nope. Christ. I I uh, just
0: closed out the tab. So uh, oh, actually. is
3: that what it was? Yeah, is that what it was? What would on. you Let's
1: unprepared you- for your own show? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. You had an extra it. day to
0: prepare. Oh, and too. the Patrick Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns. It's light work.
3: Jesus Christ. Final whistle burning up in
2: hell. Stephen Forney, what do we got? The one that I love pretty much every week of the year is the Devontae Smith touchdown. It's, you can get decent value on it. I think it was like almost plus 185 this week. And, and it, that is a kid who, since week one, where he had no catches, has been a top five, top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. And you have all that attention going to AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard, especially in the red zone, a guy that's quick, twitchy, and has a great range and catches everything thrown to him. I love that. I love that bet every day of the week. And especially twice this Sunday and especially twice on my FanDuel account this Sunday. So I'll, I'll take, I'll take a Devonte Smith, anytime touchdown. And uh, I think I saw the, um, the I actually blame to your point. I saw the Pacheco overyards, and I read a great article today about the Chiefs running 13 um 13 personnel. And that's exactly what's gonna burn the Eagles, I think. This this uh in this matchup. You've got um you've got great linebackers, I know in Kaiser White and TJ Edwards have had a nice season, but if you look at the teams that have burnt them, they have a little bit of a deeper tight end position than the rest. So this is going to be the best tight end room they've faced all year. So I like them to get open, but I also love them to if you stack the box, then great, you can you can throw it to these guys, but if you don't, you're gonna end up running it. And I think Mahomes is gonna check into that. Check was gonna get the ball a lot this game. Forty, it's 49 and a half. Like that's that's, that's pretty low. That's a that's almost a lot. Yeah.
3: Can we revisit something? I think more because your eyes came up on this one. Did you just say Devonte Smith was a top five to top ten wide receiver s- after week one? Yeah, buddy. I
2: buddy. have no, I have no <laughs> problems with saying that he's been electric. Yeah, Justin Jefferson has put up an an unbelievable year. He's a had record the best breaking
1: season. season. Yeah,
2: he's had the best season I've seen from a wide receiver possibly ever. He's disgustingly filthy, but after that, he. I mean if Justin Jefferson was his own tier of wide receiver this year, the next year has to include Devonte Smith. And I'm, I'm ready to back that up.
3: Wow. I couldn't disagree more, but I don't know if we have the time to argue all that on this podcast. So We're, We'd have to take
0: out half of the agenda for yeah. to stick on this topic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a take. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't, I don't think that at all. Personally, I I think he's still outside of the twenty uh range, maybe even twenty five range. Um, he, look, he's a good wide receiver, he's still a good young wide receiver. He definitely has the potential to be up in that top ten, but um, to say he's a top five, top ten wide receiver currently after week one, um, I just I just think is blasphemous. So that's all.
2: I, I don't think it is. I'm talking about that from purely the talent perspective, but we can we can get into that another time. That's fair. I will ride the Devonte Smith train all the way to the Hall of Fame.
0: Mark Marcus is gonna stay on this for the next like thirty minutes
1: now. So, oh, I really want to, but Joe said not to, so I'm not going to. If you said not to, uh, we definitely still be talking about it.
0: I uh, I figured you weren't listening to me anyway, so
1: I mean, Blaine, you're Blaine Spencer, bro. I don't know. Oh, that's that's a great way to put it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, player props. I don't, I like a Sky more anytime touchdown. Um, I think we see that. Um, I think we get a, I, I also like a Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. Um, Pat Mahomes over one and a half is, is, is a lock. Um, and Travis Kelsey is scoring. Travis Kelsey is going to score a touchdown on Sunday as well. So like th- these are all, these are all locks. Um, Start I was, I was going back and forth. I think the one that's going to be most interesting is, I do think one of these defenses is going to score a touchdown on Sunday. It's just hard to figure out which one um, because you look at Pat Mahomes, like Pat Mahomes is, is not very turnover prone. I mean, he he does throw a lot of turnover worthy balls, but they always seem to, you know, work in his favor where it's incomplete or there's some type of pass interference or something. So it ends up not happening, or the defender drops the ball. Um and then this is an Eagles defense specifically in the secondary that um, was very stingy. Um, so like, I want to say that the Eagles are going to, the Eagles defense is going to score a touchdown, um, but I'm actually more inclined to think uh, that the Kansas city defense, specifically Chris Jones, I think scores a touchdown on Sunday. Wow. Strip sack or something like that. Um, kind of like what we saw from Von Miller in Super Bowl 50, just like a strip sack and kind of pick up the ball and run it in um so that one's kind of much more far-fetched but i mean this is gonna be a great game to watch it's gonna be high scoring any anytime time touchdown parlay i think with the right combination of players is going to win big money for no matter what combination of players it is
2: Kind of what's the what's the over under i i bet it at 50 and a half and i love the under for that you
0: love the under i love the under and, half? That, and
2: i'll tell you why i think both defenses are playing way better than anybody's really giving enough respect for, Um, you know, the Eagles offense as as great and prolific as it can be, isn't hitting on all cylinders since Jalen Hurts has come back. AJ Brown has kind of had a step missing a little bit since he's come back from that little tweak of an injury. So, you know, it's just things are a little off right now, but more importantly, the Philadelphia defense has been balling out. I mean, uh, hands down, this is one of the best defensive rosters. I can honestly say I've seen in a long time. They are complete top to bottom. And while they don't have depth behind them, if there's if there's an injury in the secondary, you know, it it's it's really a very dangerous team to be playing, especially when you have Avante Maddox and CJ Gardner Johnson back healthy. They're not giving up anything. Um, while I do think there's going to be yards given up in this game, I don't know necessarily that there's gonna be points given up in this game. So I love the under for this game.
0: Fair.
3: That's fair. I mean, maybe take a Bucker with the field goals over. Maybe if you're getting a lot of yards or something. I, like
2: I love I, if whatever the field goal number is this week. I would love to take that because I think guys, are, both coaches are going to want to play it a little safer knowing they need points in games where both the defenses are playing really well. Um, I pulled up the rest of the player props that I bet on, which is probably too many. Um, I also have Dallas Goddard over four and a half. Love that this week. I think that's going to be an absolute necessity if they're going to win. Um, I also saw Quez Watkins, his line's at one and a half, which I think is perfect for him. But I think, again, a successful game for them is more than two Quez Watkins receptions. And I'm not talking slants over the middle where he gets bodied. I'm talking go routes where he's taking a, a D-back one-on-one get on the sideline using his body for some, for some leverage. All
3: right. No, I like them. I like them. A couple that I got, I think it's an A.J. Brown under 72 and a half yards. I got to say it. I think it's a little high. Um, The last two games, he's been kind of, what, non-existent, to say the least. Um, That's being
0: kind.
3: Yeah, like the first drive, he catches two balls, and after that, you just, like, don't hear about him for two or three quarters at that point. So I think 72 and a half is a lot of yards for him to get. Um, So I like the under there. I think a Jared McKinnon um, out of the backfield, over 22 and a half yards receiving. I think it's a good value bet there too. And uh, yeah, to go back to what Marcus said with so many times, uh, Travis Kelsey's is like kind of a given almost in every single week, especially come playoff time right now. I think 17 career games, 15 touchdowns he has in the playoffs or something ridiculous like that. So on pace for almost one every game. So you, you, you got to put some money on that and same thing with, I think Miles Sanders gets in too as well. I think it's just kind of a given there. Um, the guy's, prone to been scoring touchdowns this season now, especially at the back end, um, even the playoff time too. So I think that offensive line up front is going to push the uh, Kansas City defensive line around maybe a little bit, especially in the run game, and uh, Sanders is going to score in. That's what I'm thinking there. The Joe, do you one
2: try one be... point? Oh, God, boy, Sorry.
0: I was just going to say oh, I'm, I would be concerned about the Miles Sanders one because when the Eagles have been extremely successful in this postseason, it's been more Kenneth Gainwell at, later in the second half. So I actually would like him as more of a value at the running back position if you're going to pick any of the three out of Philadelphia, because I think he's like Gainwell's like over 11 and a half, and then hold on the number hold on, I got it right here it's 34 and a half rushing and receiving for Gainwell, like so that's something that you'd be on the lookout for too if you're looking for some value. That's
2: fair. I love Travis Kelsey this week for an anytime touchdown and whatever his yards are because. Listen, the the receiving group that Kansas City has is not all that great, which means Mahomes is going to be forced to look in the middle. And especially with how much zone the Eagles play, I really expect him to find space in those gaps. And, and he's unstoppable. I mean, there's there's no successful vision of this game where you can realistically shut Travis Kelsey completely down. I mean, even if you have C.J. Gardner-Johnson on him in third down passing situations, you know, trying, trying to get those – two and a half seconds of, of good, clean coverage. I just, I see him getting his way. He's too fast. He's too strong. And he's too smart. He's going to, he's probably going to find the me. Going to agree more. Um, all right, let's get to some
3: fun props here. You know, it's Bowl time. They always have the good stuffs, the good props out there. I'm just going to rattle a couple off here. You're going to tell me what you think. Um, color Gatorade. What are we going with
0: here? I think it's going to be like something I'm thinking like, I'd go blue. We actually, I I think it blue is a solid color. I feel like they won't go with, like, the colors that the teams are, like, being, like, green or red. So, I feel like you have to take those out. I feel like that's, like, too easy of a guess. Is
3: it coincidence that you picked blue there? Why? Because now you're a closet Cowboys fan?
0: Oh, yeah. Huge coincidence. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Blaine, the only green Gatorade there is is the cucumber Gatorade, I think, and I don't think they're going to have that at the Super Bowl.
0: Sure. All right, so I'm thinking more of the lemon lime, the yellow type deal.
1: All right, whatever. color colorblind, just kidding. Don't what ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> what joking about colorblindness as if it's not a serious issue in the world? What a guy!
0: Oh, what you know, guy. I just I'm doing my Rudy rule, I'm talking about colorblind, you know, I'm just checking. Every box tonight,
2: you know. Was that an admission? Did I just hear an admission?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah admission. He did, he did. Yeah.
1: That, <laughs> All right, hey, he that's, a a win. I that's I did a win. not know
3: anything about this. That is Blaine Spencer here. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. you know how it, little man.
2: he knew about this. He thought you were a Midwest guy.
1: Clearly, I mean which that's Blaine, of... which means Blaine didn't do his due diligence telling Joe about me. You know what, Blaine? It's okay. It's I, I'm a, I'm just going to be the bad guy. All night. after all we've been through together. As as podcasters, this is what you're Rooney ruling me on 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 us on the Super Bowl show when we're talking about the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks starting. That's unbelievable, dude! Unbelievable!
0: I can't believe you. This is Blaine Spencer of the Fire
1: Whistle, and I'm officially
0: resigning.
1: <laughs> jeez, <you. laughs> oh jeez! I can't believe you. I it's not an official prop, but I I have a bet with my friends on what the first song of the halftime show was going to be. What do you think? Uh, so uh, the the first song of the halftime show is always with the exception of Justin Timberlake. That's why his sucked. It's always like the artists, one of their most popular songs that like you'll know that everyone will know as soon as the music starts. Yep. Justin Timberlake, the idiot he is, decided to start his Super Bowl halftime show with the new song he dropped at the time. I think it was called Filthy or something like that. It's, it was very apropos. Terrible idea. Terrible mm-hmm. idea because his Super Bowl halftime show was also filthy. Um... It's either going to be. I've been battling. Guys, it's either going to be. Um, Please don't stop the music. Uh, and no, it actually, is going to be. Please don't stop the music. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there's anything yeah. else it could be, actually, unless it's Ponder Replay. But I don't think. It's I was be. just I about to say she, the only yeah, other option. It's one of those Ponder two: to replay. Going to be Ponder Replay or or Please Don't Stop the Music. I think she's going to start with whichever one isn't first. is going to be second. I know that, but I'm inclined to think it's going to be Please Don't Stop the Music. Honestly, the only other one that I could think but it, it seems like you need more hype right off the bat to start
3: is stay. Cause I could see her coming out and saying stay, but it's a slower song. So I'm like, I just don't know if she wants to kill the, kill the vibe off the bat and then bring I feel it up. like on. that would be
0: her close song. That'd All right. be the last one. I feel like kind of wrap up the show. You go slower, slower tempo. I okay. I,
3: right. I, I hope right. we don't hear
1: the black Panther song on there though. It's not that it's a bad song. I just, I just don't hear it. I just, just don't hear it.
3: Sure. that's fair we're gonna definitely see some like people come out of nowhere right like it i remember in atlanta they had um oh my god who they had come out because it was kendrick and then it was somebody else came out and it was like a surprise it was like the famous rapper down there
2: The want the the guy on the drums
3: now that... no i don't know usually they always bring somebody that's relative to that city that comes out but i don't know really anybody that i guess maybe out of
1: phoenix i'm not sure no she, she's gonna bring drake with her Oh, and they're going to do work together.
2: Has anybody seen who Drake's betting on for the game yet? So I can fade him.
1: <laughs> I did not. Do we
2: know? Do we know if that's been publicized? He's
1: probably betting on the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised. Damn
2: it. Good <laughs> change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, got a mortgage. You got to switch over.
3: There you go. And uh, all right. Last fun thing. Um, first commercial. Who do you think the company's going to be?
1: I thought we were going to get a, a, a new Burger King commercial, but they've already dropped their new Burger King commercial, so it's not going to be Burger King. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That, no, it's going to be, I think, that that new Ben Stiller and the other actor commercial. They've been teasing it. I can't think of the other actor's name right now, but I can see his face. They've been teasing a new Pepsi commercial with Ben Stiller and the other, some other That's famous. taking the, the context clues. Like, I like that. I think it's going to be that commercial. I think it's going to be the first one we see. All
2: right. All right. I'm going to go more financial here just because of how much stake they have invested. I'm going to go FanDuel. FanDuel first commercial we see. I mean, till- who else? Do you, when else do you want that commercial to go? I mean, you got people, you can do the live bets. I'm sure they've got the Gronk kick going. I'm betting on FanDuel first first, uh, first commercial.
3: Blame, what do you got?
2: I'm trying
0: to think like what. Uh, major companies are based out of the Phoenix Glendale area because they sometimes will much into this way too much into this. No, sometimes they like to go, honestly. I I think they might go Tostitos just because they already run the bowl game out there. Tostitos well, it was the Tostitos Festival before they switched over to PlayStation, but I think Tostitos is one that they'd be on the lookout for for sure.
3: Okay, all go right, food. um. I've been seeing, like, a few more M&M commercials more recently now, um, especially during the playoffs. I definitely think M&M's is going to be maybe the first one. But who the hell knows? I mean, we're just out here pissing in the wind, essentially. So, yeah, a couple uh, fun player props there and, um, you know, player props to definitely tune into. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. Favorite Super Bowl that you have watched, in your opinion?
1: Marcus. It's... Well, I'll take my Packers on the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> do we, why, don't we, why don't
2: we clean this up a bit? Because we know what my Exclude your team's favorite. Yeah, without your team in it.
3: Well, there's only two. You guys have it. Us two up top or a little bit more, uh, no. So, so
1: yeah. My, so, my favorite non-Packers Super Bowl? Well, that eliminate half the Super Bowls of the last decade because all the teams in the NFC that made it to the Super Bowl in the last decade beat the Packers to get there which is depressing. So... Uh, I actually really enjoyed the 49ers and the and the Ravens Super Bowl, and I enjoyed that one. The blackout. Yeah, the blackout game. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Massive Ray Lewis fan. I've seen him go out on top. Um, and I also enjoyed watching Beyonce at the halftime show, so...
3: Wait, she was doing that? I thought she did when she went. Uh, they were in San Fran. She did both. She did both? Wow, good for her. I thought she did the San Fran one. I didn't think both. she did that one. All right, Steven, what are you doing? You researching over there? I got to get I, you the blame?
2: You know what's funny is I had this in my head earlier, and it's the play I remember most from, like, growing up and, like, really falling in love with football is watching Heinz Ward hmm. scratch out over the sideline and just secure and toe-tap on the edge. And I'm trying to remember what year that was, and I think it was the year they played the Cardinals, right? right. Oh, the, Sant- the, Cardinals. the Santonio Holmes catch. Uh, well,
3: no, 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 no. He's probably thinking
2: Seattle. The Oh, Seattle I'm game. thinking Seattle with Antoine randall L throwing it to Heinz Ward and, oh, this, and the other catch. It, it the, Honestly, the, the Pittsburgh Super Bowls, if you ask me, have actually been probably some of the best Super Bowls that we've seen in our lifetime. Um, now with all that said, and I know we put the qualifier on it, I, I want to see how, how everybody else feels about this. That Eagles Patriots Super Bowl was one of the most electric games I've ever watched. Like, objectively, high scoring, big names, you, you've you got reputations on the line, you've got the goat in the game itself. I, to me, when I'm hearing everybody talk about their favorite Super Bowls and it's not in there again, that's anti Philly media, but like. It To me, it was always actually one of the best games I've ever seen
1: played. I'm curious as to what you guys think. Objectively, Super Bowl was at 51, 52, Two. 52. That one was, I think, the best of of the last 10 years. I don't think there's yeah. – I, I think just like – well, I guess it'd be second best to the to Patriots-Falcons just because of how that game happened as far as coming back down 28-3 to win that game, but like – no, like, the Eagles-Pages game was a great game to watch. There were a couple years in there where, like, the play the Super Bowl matchup, I, th- I think for me personally just wasn't that interesting because it wasn't the two teams that I thought should have been in the Super Bowl. Um, like, the Pages-Rams one, of course, because it sucked, but also because um I don't think I, – I I really thought we were going to get a Rams-Chiefs in that game, and I thought that would have been great. Um, So, like, there's a couple where it's like it kind of soured it for me because of the team that I – that probably should have been there didn't end up making it. um but no, the only Super Bowl in the last 10 years, I think that tops Eagles Patriots is pa- uh, is Patriots Falcons. That's only because of it having been like the first Super Bowl game to go to overtime and the, the comeback and and the meltdown and all that stuff and the fact that it's it's still a meme. and it's so, like you'll never forget type Sorry, of Joe game.
2: never forgets that one.
1: It's one of his favorites, right?
3: Yeah, I just dream about it at night, you know. Yeah, Super Bowl Fifty One was great. Yeah, it was great for the first half. I'll tell you that. I watched the first half a lot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> then you turn it off. <laughs> yeah, then I turn it off. Um, playing before you go, I'm gonna give mine. I think it was actually Super Bowl Forty Eight. Um, I think the Cardinals versus Steelers was a great, great matchup. I God mean, we had James it. that was mine. Was we had awesome. the James Harris. <laughs> What's that?
0: I was mine, but now um, I to think of a different one. So appreciate you. <laughs> um we
3: had the James Harrison uh fumble return right before the half, which Larry Fitzgerald almost comes down and tackles him right before it. Um we had the Larry Fitzgerald like 40-50 yard catch, touchdown, making two guys miss. Um, and then we also had this Antonio Holmes catch at the end, um, toe tapping in and finding his way in. And if we think about it, man, there was a lot of Hall of Fame guys in that game. I mean, you had Big Ben, James Harrison. Um, you had Larry Fitzgerald, Kurt Warner was on the other side, like a lot of big names. Anquan Bolden. Yeah, like there was some big names in that Super Bowl. At the time, we didn't think of it, but now you think of it, you're like, wow, that's a lot of big names that could probably are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, But yeah, Super Bowl 48, I mean, Super Bowl 51 would have been it, but yeah, here we are, 28 to three later, so. It's a
0: fair assessment, Joe, you know? You're going to hold that one for the rest of your life because I don't think they're getting back anytime soon.
1: Blaine, were you alive the last time the Commanders won a Super Bowl? No.
0: So, I'm just going <laughs> to shut my mouth now after I made that comment. So, thanks. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate you. Um, Let's see. What was another? I mean, one that, like, I kind of remember but not really. You could do the Super Bowl, the tackle where the Rams win. Tennessee gets tackled at the one-yard line on the Jerome Dyson catch over the middle, like. Like, that's one that, like, I barely kind of, like, that's when I started to actually kind of remember football. Um, so, like, that was a good – that's another one that you go at. And then you could also just talk about the coveted uh, don't hand it off to Marshawn Lynch, uh, Super Bowl as well, Seattle, New England, where Tom wins because of the technicality of how the team wanted to give Russell Wilson his moment. Did you guys, did you guys hear about that this week, that that kind of got – leaked out that by uh, that in the Seattle like area that one of the things was that they wanted, they didn't want to have have Marshawn Lynch be the guy on the goal line and kind of insinuate that Russell Wilson, it's his team. And that's why they threw the ball. Like it went over Pete Carroll's head.
2: How does something like that go over the head coach? Like I don't that know that can't be real, See, right? That would be that would be my counter, right? You would think
0: like Pete would just be like, no, but he would have to sign off on that for that to even happen. So like I don't know. That was one of the things that like I was hearing these last couple of days that like from like the people on ESPN, some of the pundits over there. And I was like, wow, like
2: that's crazy if that's actually true. There were some weird Super Bowls in that time frame because we had the Broncos Super Bowl against the Seahawks where they couldn't even start the first play. They had Peyton miss the snap. Right. And he goes back and, and either, it was a safety, right. That first play, like first off, best bet of all time betting safety on the first play makes you a millionaire putting a dollar down, but you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was a weird year. And then they come back and, and Peyton gets his and rides off to the sunset, but he doesn't look like Peyton. They, they get that from everybody else playing well. So, There were a few weird Super Bowls in there. There's something about that last game of the year because the, the BCS has this issue. The Super Bowl has this issue where it's like, it's not the best game of the year. You want it to be, you work so hard to make it the two best teams playing in the best game under the best scenarios. But I don't know if it's because adrenaline's too high or excitement's too high, but it's, it's usually not, the game of the year. I mean Three. even last year when we look back to Bills Chiefs was really the game of the year the way that, that ended with the shootout in the last 2 minutes to change the game total by 30 points almost so you know those are the kinds of games we want to see as fans in this and that's why I think you know like objectively that that Philly New England Super Bowl matchup was one of the better ones but to I mean listen the Malcolm Butler play is iconic uh and and there's certainly more than a few in there in our lifetime that we'll never forget and shout out the late and great franco harris from my high school who i just got to you know slide a little mention a little r.i.p in there uh with his passing over the past year but we went to the same high school together and the catch is one of the biggest plays of all time too so you know obviously there's great moments but i feel like it's 50 50 on whether or not you're going to get a complete dud in this game Uh, the national championship was a perfect example of that this year not exactly a game, I think we would all say. And when you're up by fifty, maybe pump the brain. Mean, it was a one team
0: was playing football, the other team was playing peewee. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's move on here. Let's um do some rapid fire.
3: Yeah, I want to put a little scenario out here. Um we'll start with more scenario one. Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl here. If Hertz wins it then, what where would you rank Hertz? in terms of the quarterbacks now in the league, in terms of top five, top 10, top 15, top 20, where would you put him at if he wins this Super Bowl?
0: Man, that's hard. I'm trying to do do the ranking in my head right now. Uh, I guess I can go first. What do you got? Yeah,
3: I've
2: got him
0: in the 10 to 15 range, but Marcus obviously has it some say 10
2: to 15?
0: I'm trying to do ten quarterbacks in front of me right now. I'm thinking, all right, relax. It's probably more on the edge of top ten. I'm trying to do names in my head right now.
2: Joe, I've got I've got an easy answer for you. The answer should be six. Okay. Okay. Listen, who's your who who are you putting ahead of him then? Listen, who's Burrow, Allen, on? Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes are the top three. Right. There's there's really no discussion about that. I know Taylor Heineke's made a real push this year to at least, you know, be in the conversation. Oh, just kidding. That's an easy three. (laughs) Um, The the reality is you could say Justin Herbert at four. I personally, like, again, this is my biased Eagle fan take is like I would put Hurts at four, especially if you look at his EPA per play, you look at his lack of turnovers, you look at how he navigates that offense. He's probably number four, but I'm going to put him back and move him back a little bit just because everybody else is going to tell me I'm crazy. So you could put Justin Herbert there at four, and then you already have a hard time finding number five that's going to be, be ahead of him. I mean, there, nobody played this season better than Jalen Hurts other than maybe Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes has less weaponry than Hurts does. But the simple fact is this kid has been playing top two, top three level quarterback for the year. Now, I think Josh Allen had some injuries that we're going to end up finding out about over the summer, um, because some of those turnovers he had were just mind-blaringly bad, and I think he returns to MVP caliber form next year. So, okay, so between those three and Burrow, or those two and Burrow, sure, that's a lock. Another year like this, there's no doubt that Jalen Hurts can crack that top three list maybe, but... For right now, I think he's got to be in the four to six range. Ten to fifteen feels disrespectful. That's where I have, like, I have him Geno right now Smith. in the eight to ten range, based
1: off of my list. You have Geno Smith as a top ten quarterback in foot ten to fifteen. Ten to
2: fifteen, absolutely.
1: Oh, mother of Moses! Quarterback is a really. Are we down keeping?
0: Star. Are we putting Brady in the list? Like that's a that's a what guy. a
1: dumb question to ask, Blaine Spencer. What a dumb question to ask. Just because you asked
3: that, you need to take a picture like Tom Brady did two days ago. <laughs> I'm
2: uncomfortable. I open my Instagram and I just see that the first thing I wake up in the morning. Like, Rust. let me get called. post that
0: at noon. Rust.
2: All right. I don't need to see that at, at like 7 a.m. Like, you know, sure, it saves as my wallpaper, but give me some time to process. <laughs> Amen.
3: Marcus, what do you got over there, man? What do you think he's sitting at?
2: I just this list is obviously extreme. 22. Long. Mark is all I have him at 22. Um, no, I don't have
1: him at 22. I do think this discourse around Jalen Hurts is funny to me. It is. It's funny. I, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are three quarterbacks in football today, right? That I would take over Jalen Hurts at their best. I would. And I don't mean the obvious three, I mean three guys that didn't have their of seasons this season. But if they return next season at their best, they're better than Jalen Hurts. That's Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. So if you're asking me, work. well, 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 let me get there. Okay. Let me get there. Um, there are like five quarterbacks to me that are no brainer, better than Jalen Hurts. Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Those are the five guys in football that are no brainers to me, better than than Jalen Hurts, and then Mahomes is going to prove that on Sunday. Then you got Watson, and Rodgers, and Wilson, who like at their best are also better than Jalen Hurts. But we don't know if they have more best next season. Um, me personally, just just preference wise, I personally think that Trevor Lawrence is better than Jalen Hurts. I do. I think he's better than Jalen Hurts. I think he's better decision maker. I think he has. I think has better arm. He's more. He's he's more accurate. Um, and, and all that. Um, and then so like to me, Jalen Hurts is right now. In the same category with, like... I swear, if you say Kirk Cousins... No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, he's better than Kirk Cousins. He's better than Kirk Cousins. Okay. To me, to me... Hold on, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. Jalen Hurts, to me, is, like, the 11th best quarterback in football. Win or lose on Sunday, he's the 11th best quarterback You in have football. just invoked the name of two of the most... Or two of the least
2: valuable players in this league,
1: in this Ooh. conversation,
2: Ooh. Both the Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson teams gave up fortunes and are paying fortunes to, and potentially ruin their franchises Ooh. over and well, played we're... terrible football. Well, Deshaun Watson going to like... them over. I don't care what their peak was because it's Ooh. in the past. Okay, I'm I'm taking a guy on a tra- on an upward trajectory over Russell Wilson, who's frankly been declining for four years, right? And Deshaun Watson, who had. A few great years, and I'm not going to deny that, like three or four great years before stuff happened. And, you know, he was a great quarterback. We saw him run an offense that was as efficient as the one and only Jacoby Brissett. So how you can even bring those names up in this
1: conversation is just mind-blowing to me. Well, there's a couple things with Deshaun Watts. Number one, he missed a year and a half of football, one because of injury, two because he couldn't keep his hands to himself. Um, and so he didn't play many games this year. I was going to so, say, not a, not, not, the injury didn't have anything to do with the last the first Well, the, first, well, the first part was he was hurt and so he decided not to play and then he couldn't keep his hands to himself. Was, so, it, so, was it the uh, swelling from the injury that caused the rest it, of the suspension? I don't know. It could have been. like I don't know. I, I keep my hands to myself. I was raised right. I don't know about Deshaun Watson. But like we, we can't sit here and act like Deshaun Watson, before he forgot how to keep his hands to himself, wasn't a top-five quarterback in football. And Deshaun Watson, I think, at his best in Cleveland, I think can return to, at the very least, top five to seven form as a quarterback once he's gotten back into the swing of things. I also think even though he had a a really, really, really bad year this year, I think Russell Wilson at his best. Like, if Russell Wilson returns to his best next season, and I don't mean prime Russell Wilson, because I agree with you, Russell Wilson's prime is behind him. But I mean, like, a Russell Wilson that is efficient, that puts the ball where it needs to be, that's accurate, and that has the best deep ball in football, or one of the best deep ball in the football, like that Russell Wilson. Like, the Russell Wilson we saw the last time the Seahawks made the playoffs. Like, that guy, that kind of was leading was like in the conversation to be MVP before the Seahawks did what Seahawks do. And he was no longer like that. Russell Wilson I think is better than, than, than Jalen hurts. I also know for a fact, cause I watch him play every week of the season that Aaron Rodgers at his best is also better than Jalen hurts. This is no disrespect to Jalen hurts. But like he's just not I, there. Yet. I didn't, I didn't he's say not. Aaron, Rodgers I think, because
2: I, I personally believe he's the best arm talent to ever come into the league. I'm not going to say more. best quarterback, all of that, I've never seen somebody spin it off their back leg and throw an absolute dime on an out route, not 40 yards down the field as he's falling backwards the way he does with a perfect spiral. That is a Hall of Fame quarterback who is a legend in his own right, who is one of the best arm talents. The other two I find, frankly, offensive there in the conversation.
1: My, my preference on Jalen Hurts is such – not preference. My position on Jalen Hurts is such that this season – has been great. The season has been phenomenal, and I'm not going to sit here and act like that he hasn't played great football because he has. Jalen Hurts has played great football this season. I would be more interested in at least going the extent that you're going as far as pushing him into the upper echelon as far as being top five if he replicates what he did this season next season. Like that's and and I've been like very consistent with that across all players, right? Like I thought that way about Cooper Cooper Cup last season. I did like Cooper Cup's season last season was great, but. Vontae Adams, despite not, despite Cooper Cup's triple, triple crown was still the best receiver in football in my eyes after last season. I felt the same about Jonathan Taylor, right? Jonathan Taylor had a great season last season, but until he does that consistently. So for me, Jalen Hurts played great football. If Jalen Hurts comes back next season and has another MVP caliber season where he's not turning the ball over, where he's the reason why the Eagles are winning, where he's the reason why the Eagles are competitive and, and, and in position to compete for a championship. I have no problem saying, okay, Jalen Hurts is one of the top five or top three or wherever you want to put them in the nfl right now for me this could be this could be like the cam newton season when cam newton played out of his mind they went to the super bowl and then we didn't really see much of that after that like this could be one of those seasons where like he just has he, they just had a really great year and they just everything was clicking for him and it all worked out and then next season he comes back down to earth a little bit and he is young. So like chances are that could happen because he's young. Chances are it couldn't happen because he's been there. He's done that. And whether he wins or lose on Sunday, he'll have the t-shirt to show that he's at least been to a Super Bowl. I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's great. I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. I thought he was going to be like a game manager by the end of the season. I didn't think he was going to be first or second in MVP votes by the end of this season. So he's definitely exceeding expectations. I, I say this and, and Blaine doesn't like that. I say this, but I mean, that's because Blaine doesn't like anything that's wise. Um, I would much rather when it comes to ranking these players and calling them great, I'd much rather be late to the party than be super early and dead wrong. And like, I feel like there's a high chance that like Jalen hurts next season is boomer bust because I don't think there was much expectations or much like pressure on Jalen hurts this season coming into this season. And he was able to kind of go out there and kind of be this free. I know he was kind of like, is he the future? He's young. He was going to be the future. There was no way, no matter what happened this season, he was going to draft a quarterback, but Next season, there's going to be expectations. There's going to be pressure on Jalen Hurts, and I think if he fails to meet those expectations of being one of the best quarterbacks in football and being a quarterback that can lead a team to a championship, then it's going to be hard press for me to put him up there in the conversation with Mahomes and a Burrow and Allen and, and a Jackson and a, a Herbert. In my opinion. who doesn't want to be who doesn't want to be early and and take a
2: take young, and who cares about them proving themselves? Joe knows for a fact I call Shake Milton the best contract in the in the damn NBA. Because he signed him five years ago to like a 10 year, 10 or a five year, $8 million contract or something stupid. And here he is occasionally once a month putting up like a 30 point game. And that's exactly what I want from him. Can I actually also ask you guys, and Blaine, I want to hear your take on this, especially MVP. To me, Jalen Hurts's cap hit is what, a million and a half dollars? What million and a half dollar player? proportionally has ever put on a performance or has come close to the performance like this the whole year. Is it supposed to be player of the year, most talented, most likely to hit the hall of fame, or is it not literally called the most valuable player?
0: So that's the way I view MVP. Joe and I kind of touched upon this a couple of weeks ago with how it was released. And somehow I know Josh Allen, like, they led the Buffalo Bills, like, 13 wins. Like, I found it outlandish that he was actually one of the finalists for most valuable player, in my opinion, especially in the second half of the year after the injury. Like, there's no way to if, fans or buts about it. He has a UCL injury, like, and his production teetered off, and he was the most turnover-prone quarterback in the red zone this year, which was hurting his football team from being even better than where they re- already were. Um, for me, I I identify as most valuable. For me, my pick would be Patrick Mahomes because I think he is the most valuable to his team this season. Is Jalen Hurts probably number two or number three? Yes, I think Justin Jefferson should be in that be in the top three conversation there as well. But it'll be he'll probably win offensive player of the year because it's a quarterback award now, which is I don't agree with that. I think it should be more towards how the college football looks at it at positions with awards, like quarterback of the year, running back of the year, wide receiver of the year, you do it that way. Because I think the MVP and the Heisman Trophy on both ends have just become a quarterback award and it's honestly pointless. And you'll get the one miracle season a year where someone else will win it outside of them. So I honestly don't even like the award anymore, personally. I view it in a completely different limelight than how it's looked at in the NFL and in college football.
2: I agree, and I think that's why I said is, is for a million and a half dollars, you, nobody's got a better player, a more impactful player on their team sure. anywhere across the league. That's why I think, and, and you can make a case, Justin Jefferson is on his rookie contract. That's where I think this conversation should be one and two, right? Mahomes probably should also be in there. I mean, God, this guy's put on one of the best – passing displays without a true number one receiver that we've ever seen that offense is what the top passing offense in the league and their best without to yeah you know like it, which is just ridiculous so I, I have no problem with the hurts and the mahomes and the Jefferson being in there but to your point josh allen being in there it's just it makes no sense the guys making what 40 million dollars and isn't he, he he didn't have a great year he had a good year he didn't have a great year
1: who didn't have a great year? Sorry, I was reading a tweet. Josh Allen. No, oh, I 100% agree. I've crucified Josh Allen all season, so. Joe, you're up. Um
3: yeah, I I kind of agree with Marcus. Um I, I was kind of thinking that even before he started saying it. Like you have guys that had injury seasons or had a suspension that came into the season so that were playing outstanding ball. You know, Deshaun Watson literally had nothing in Houston. Had nothing in Houston. Um, and was still able to make the playoffs, was still able to win a game in the playoffs.
2: And they've roided up Will Fuller.
3: <laughs> yeah. And got the chance to throw it up to DeAndre Hopkins with no offensive line. Yeah. Great. Fantastic stuff. Um, but then you also got to look at like Lamar Jackson, who missed again half the season. Lamar Jackson, hand, but he has the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, has a chance to win the ball game every single time. Every single time that man has a chance to win. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I have more like around that nine, maybe 11 range, if I had to say anything. But I also look at it like this, right? You pull out Jalen Hurts and you put one of them quarterbacks in. Do they do the same thing as they as Jalen Hurts would? And the answer is nine or ten out of quarterbacks can do that job or if not better. I, I agree. I told you today. Chris Sims said it best t- today. And I completely agree with what he said that Eagles team is set up for that offense or set up for Jalen hurts to do so well, just because that offensive line is probably the best offensive line this year. If not one of the best offensive lines we've seen over the last five to seven years, then on top of it, you have two great ball catchers with a great tight end and a decent run game. I mean, he is set up for success. So if you put in guys like a Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, they're going to do better than what Jalen Hurts did this year. And that's why I would have him more at that nine to 11 range. And but I also agree with the consistency side of things. We have only really seen one very, very good season now of Jalen Hurts. I granted last year was kind of more of his rookie year, I guess it would be to say, that. but this year he balled out. What's going to happen next year now? When guys start leaving, Jason Kelsey may retire. Then what happens if Lane Johnson's out the way? Okay, then it, what happens if Smitty doesn't take that jump to the top five wide receiver that you're saying he fucking is? He's no shot as he is. What happens when Miles Sanders leaves? Who's going to be the running back back there? You, you know, you've got all these scenarios to come into play, and it all is going to come down to Hertz. And with the expectations on his shoulders, what is going to happen? So then I'm going to be more interested to see, okay, is he a top five quarterback? Or is he more at that, you know, nine to 12 range that I keep saying? That's
0: fair. I think, I, I think mean, go, go
1: ahead, ahead Marcus. No, go ahead.
0: I mean, I think the biggest thing that we're uh, the three of us, especially Marcus and Joe, are looking at is they want to see it over time. And we've kind of seen, probably maybe outside of Lawrence, who had only this year as his breakout season so far. Same with kind of Jalen. They're both in that same category. That all these other quarterbacks have, you've seen it multiple seasons now that like they're, they have ascended and, Almost stayed there, other than probably outside of Deshaun Watson, and because of on and because of off the field uh, issues, there is why. But he's had that consistency for three to four years when he was at his at his best
2: on the football field in Houston. I think we're getting mixed up with arm talent and quarterback play, because in my mind, while one is in, an important part of the other, it's not the entirety of it. You know, quarterback play involves who you're reading, what you're seeing pre-snap, what plays you're checking to, knowing the, the tendencies of the defense. I, like, there's a reason Jalen Hurts has had, what, seven turnovers this year or something stupid low? Like, it, it's because he knows what's coming. Not It's it's not about his athleticism or his arm or just being a game manager. It's about all of it, right? It's, it's the fact that he takes everything that he's put together and put forth, which is why I firmly believe he is probably number five or six in the league. You know, I would, I would maybe take Lamar to take his spot, but even at that, I, probably not right now. I mean, Jalen stays healthy and takes less risks. I mean, keeping the ball in your team's possession is one of the most important things a quarterback can do, and he does that better than anyone in the league has done this year, and he's still taking shots, and he's still playing the deep ball. So to me it's it's not it's not as nine or ten as much as four or five. Right. But that's just that's my fair. Opinion. I that's feel a, like a, though the
0: offense would be ran completely different though for outside of Lamar, Josh Allen, and Mahomes for Hurts. Those four guys would maybe run a similar offense of what's already been running in Philly. Every other guy they would they would change the offense to more of a pro typical style.
2: I, I, I don't I disagree wanna, with that, but isn't the point of coaching is to make Agreed. a team that best fits the players you have?
1: If you, if you take pre-triple cussed, triple concussed Tua, so like week one, t- one and two Tua and how great he was playing, and you put him on this Eagles team, that Tua that was playing great football and was, even after having got concussed the first time and having come back and played a bit before the second and then the third one, like – was kind of in the MVP conversation before he just, before we realized his brains were truly scrambled. Like, I think you put that to on this team, this team still plays well. And so for, and so like, again, for me, like Hertz is phenomenal. Like he's a phenomenal talent as a, as a, as a football player, as a quarterback, he is extremely talented. And if we're ranking talent, I have no argument as far as him being like top five. I think he is definitely a top five talent. I just, for me, again, for me personally, especially at the quarterback position, it's just all about consistency. And Jalen Hurts, I think, this season, because because like Joe's right, like if Jason Kelsey retires this season, which it's it's very possible, right, and if Lane Johnson retires this season, which is also very possible, right, those are two Hall of Fame offensive linemen that they're going to have to replace and. If they don't replace them, you're talking about an O-line that's one of the best in football and has been among one of the best in football for the past, as Joe said, five, seven years, not as great. So now you're putting Jalen Hurts in a Joe Burrow type of situation where he's getting hit more and he's going to have pass rush in his face more. Is he still going to be as efficient with the football? Is he still going to be able to make those throws the way he did this season? And so I think Jalen Hurts, again, he's great or he's played great so far. He's had a phenomenal season, an MVP caliber season. Dare I say, if they win the Super Bowl on Sunday, this MVP season from Jalen Hurts will be better than Lamar Jackson's MVP season off the simple fact that this one resulted in a Super Bowl and a deep playoff run and it meant something, right? And obviously there's more weapons. But like, if Jalen Hurts doesn't have the consistency around him offensively that he had this season, it'll be interesting to see if he can still maintain the high level of production that he that he produced this season. That's my As only hesitation. Jalen, Stan, you're arguing about consistency and longevity
2: and all that. And then you bring two into the conversation who didn't even get through the whole year, not his fault, but like, that's even less of the same argument. You know well, what the I mean? idea, like,
1: well, well, right. But the idea is that Jalen and Tua more or less have played roughly the same amount of games. And we've seen, we've seen flashes from Tua when he's healthy of his ability to play exceptional football. We saw Jalen Hurts play exceptional football all season. So all I'm saying is right now, I think, I I think Jalen Hurts right now is closer to the likes of like Kyler Murray and Tua as 10 to 15s than he is to Mahomes and Burrow and Allen and Herbert. And it's not because he's bad. It's just because he just has to do it again. If you show me film
2: of Tua left-handed, I'll disagree. But if you reverse the film and do like somebody did on Instagram and show me right-handed Tua, I might actually agree. He looks so much better as a righty. I know it's so stupid, but... My God, his trigger looks so fast when he's right-handed. But when he's lefty, it looks slow. I don't know why. I don't know why. It works.
0: Let's have him make some picks, huh? I think we're about at that time to make some picks. We good with that? I know. So, I feel like uh, Stephen and Marcus have kind of insinuated where they're going, but I just want to hear them actually say it. Uh, Steve, let's start with you. Who you got? I mean, you got your Eagles gear on, so I'm I'm assuming –
2: yeah, I mean, listen, I'm siding with the favorites here, and not only to cover, um, I have an alternate spread. Um, I think, Marcus, to your point, I actually have been taking the defensive touchdown into account. I think there's going to be a backdoor cover of 10 and a half. I think the score might not look like the game, but I do believe 10 and a half is the right line. I like it. I think it ends up being a pretty big victory for the Eagles on paper but I believe the game plays out a little closer than that, and I still like the under. Marcus, what do you got?
1: I just – I bet against Patrick Mahomes – Do it. Twice. Join us. Postseason. I've been wrong, unfortunately. (laughs) I have. I've been wrong, unfortunately, betting against Pat Mahomes. But both times, I would say – were warranted. I betted against Pat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game against Joseph Lee Burrow and the Bengals. I thought that was more than warranted, given he had to beat the team. Also, bet against Pat Mahomes uh, against the Jaguars. That's just because I really wanted to see Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. Um, I I have a hard time thinking that the Eagles can win this game. It's not because they're bad, and it's not going to be a blowout. I really, really, really do think though that this game ultimately is going to come down to. Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid, and like I know the Chiefs are like without their top three receivers, and I know they just placed Miko harmon on the on IR a couple of days ago, and like they've still got J- Travis Kelsey, and that's obvious that they're going to go to Travis Kelsey, and the O line's a little bit banged up, and, and like they've got injuries all over, but like Andy Reid's the better coach. And Andy Reid's gonna find a way to keep the Chiefs looking like the Chiefs despite all the injuries, and as much as I would love to see the Eagles beat the chiefs because it's so easy to hate on the chiefs and, and because i think that make the eagles the only team to have being tom brady the goat and and apparently who the medium is already crowning the baby goat and pat mahomes the like th- that combat. would be nice to see i just i i i don't see pat mahomes and the chiefs losing two super bowls in the same manner We're like they're outgunned in the trenches and they're outgunned defensively and Pat Mahomes is just going to be running around for his life. I don't see that. I think it's going to be this Eagles team, aside from the offensive firepower, specifically defensively, is a lot like the Bucks defense. It's a bit better, obviously, but it's all the same. And I think the Chiefs have a game plan for that. It, to me, it's going to come down to Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni. And I might bet against Pat Mahomes, but I'll, I'll never bet against Big Red. So, I have the Chiefs winning by a field goal, though. Like, it's going to be a close one. It, it's going to be a close one for sure.
0: Joe, what do you got?
3: Well, I, you know, I think it's fitting to say here, I think when Jalen Hurts got the script for this year, he was pretty hyped about it. You know, I think that's fair to say. I think Nick Sirianni was pretty hyped about it. I think the Kansas City Chiefs were hyped about it until they saw, you know, come February, what is it, February 11th, February 12th, when the game is, um, They were they weren't too thrilled about it. Um, I got the Eagles winning this one, 28, uh, 23. I think it's a good game, close game. Um, I think Jackson Mahomes makes maybe two or three TikToks in it as well. You might see that too as well. Um, but yeah, ultimately in the end, I think it's a, uh, I think it's an Eagles win. I think, my initial thought in the earlier of the week was, oh, the Eagles are going to b- kind of beat them down. They're going to win by 10, 12 points. But personally, over the time, thinking about this, I think the Eagles' uh, buttholes are going to be a little tighter than the Kansas City since they've been there before. But that's just my opinion. And that's what I think. I still think the Eagles are a better football team in the end. And I, I-, I think they're they're able to win the game. Um, I could see it definitely still being close in the third and the third, fourth quarter. But I think the Eagles pull away in the end. Um, yeah, 28-23.
2: So, Joe, you have their sphincter meter like all the way in the red, is what you're telling me? Heavy, heavy red. Heavy, heavy. in the red. Oh, no. We've gone off the
0: rails. <laughs> um, we, but the rest are already all played. They're off, I mean, they were, they off thir- 30 seconds in. Yeah, we're 30 <laughs> seconds in, man. Um, but uh, for
1: me, it's ridiculous. I know.
0: It's uh, How dare I? And I, it was not my intention. Um, Marcus, you're gonna be left on an island with this one. I'm gonna have to ride. I'm already left
1: on an island. I'm only black guy here, Blaine. That was, we look, I'm already on an island, Blaine.
0: I got the Eagles winning 31 27. I, Joe, wrap us up. Like, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, god, Jesus, Marcus, you took this man in a world spin right now. Wow! Um, Body them, jeez. All right, so we got three to one. Birds taking the Super Steve Bowl. Martin,
1: that's his name. The wh- other white actor in the Pepsi commercial with Ben Stiller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Jesus. laughs>
1: I'm sorry. It just came to me. I've been thinking about it all night. It just came to me. My bad. Oh, Steve man. Martin is
3: insane. Oh man. Um. Yes, yeah, Steve, Steve Martin. Yeah, that'll be I mean, the first commercial with Ben Affleck. You know. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Um. Yeah, no, another great episode here on The Final Whistle. Uh, big shout out to Steve and Marcus for hopping us on. Uh, Steve Forty, I know nobody can follow you anywhere. I don't even want to follow your Twitter because all it is is Sixers talk. Uh, Marcus, where can they follow you at?
1: Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at GTP Marcus, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Go talk with Marcus. Um, doing a live show on Friday, Super Bowl preview, much like this one without Blaine Spencer, so it'll be better. Um, Joe, you're more than welcome to come on if you'd like. Um, it's also I mean, the season rally. I of get
0: invited uh, to this, Blade. I thought you told me we were in it. Huh? I thought you told me we were in it. No, we were supposed to be on another show tonight, but I had to cancel it because we had to record today.
1: Oh, you're killing me here, Blaine. Jesus, yeah, Christ. Blaine's not a good. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to jump ship to a more with a more competent host, Joe, there's always a seat open on Go Talko, Marcus. I, just, I appreciate that. At least, was, at least one not afraid of the big issues. You know, not at all. No, I, I don't. Fall, I don't shy away from the big issues. I'm like Mr. Rooney Rule up there with the college football hat on. Um, no, but yeah, I. It is. Uh, yeah, almost. That's the last episode of season two, and then I'm taking a break so I can get my mind right for season three. Can't wait for that, man! I can't wait to do the all season stuff. That's gonna be good stuff. Oh yeah, that's gonna be
3: good. Um, yeah, you can always check out the Final Whistle Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I know we got it on there. Spotify. Where, Blaine? Am I missing
0: anything else? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. There be we on go. That too.
3: There we go. Yeah, for another episode here, make sure you tune back in next week. We'll definitely take a uh, a recap of the Super Bowl and much more. So. Thanks. I might be on
0: suspension because there's going to be a complaint filed by GoTalk with Marcus. I might no longer be allowed to be on the show, apparently. Yeah, I'll so, be doing
3: yeah. it solo, so it'll always be nice. So, well, guys, we'll thanks for hopping on. I do to do about it. <laughs> um, well, thanks again for hopping on, guys. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that checks out for the final whistle. Catch you all next week.